0: SheFit. We're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at shefit.com/2022. Today on the Zabecast, the NFL is full steam ahead. Players are getting paid, and Bill O'Brien is still the worst GM since Matt Millen. All the latest moves and scuttlebutt today. Plus, Andy Poland joins me, whose biggest hardship so far is not being able to go to his crappy-ass $25-a-month old man gym, where you gotta bring your own towel. Your Corona Apocalypse Boredom Buster is hot and fresh, so buckle up, and let's go! Here we go! Tuesday, March 17, 2020. Happy St. Patty's Day, lad. Let's all drink a pint of Guinness in the comfort of our own homes while we are socially distancing each other, uh, distancing ourselves from one another. All right, before I get to Andy, some email of encouragement. Emails of maybe a necessary butt-kicking. A little bit of a motivational speech or two. This one from Mike Zamanovich. Zabe, I listen to the podcast and 97.3 The Game daily through the amazing iHeartRadio app. But these days, I'm second shift, so I missed your bitching about the Redskins on 980. Anyway, Monday through Wednesday, I love the show. Thursday last week, you turned and sounded pretty whiny about this whole thing. We, your 1%ers, need you to grow a pair and stay confident. None of this staying up till two. Honestly, it was such a turn, it sounded like someone at iHeart pulled you aside and told you, stop making jokes about coronavirus. Actually, I did get a memo from my PD at 980 saying no jokes, no, no parody songs. I think I'm striking the right tone. I think I understand that I'm not going to make light of it or fun of it, but at the same time, there is incidental humor that is popping up left and right with this whole thing. Here's what I need, says Mike. After you touch on the virus, knock it the hell off. Move on to other subjects. Don't keep turning on to dumb jokes back to coronavirus. As you said, you're in the companion business. No one wants to drive with a sullen, worrywart companion. Keep your head up, buddy. Mike in Tucson. Golfing is nice this time of year. See, well, you're down there in Tucson, where I'm sure it feels and seems a lot quieter. Chuck Spear Hey Zabe, just wanted to check in, see how you're doing. I'm concerned about you when I hear the strain in your voice. It's no joke. Someone who talks about sports for a living has to be concerned about their livelihood when sports go away. I get it, but I'm here to tell you, keep talking. I have a job that will be very hard to do in the coming weeks due to the shutdowns, and it gives me great comfort to roll out of bed in the morning and be greeted with a freshly downloaded ZabeCast waiting for me to press play. It's nearly every day. It's, it's a nearly everyday thing that I have come to appreciate and enjoy, like the first cup of coffee. You are the content we need right now more than ever. In fact, I'm going to subscribe to you right now to show you my support. Thank you. Let's talk geek tech sometime. Take care, Chuck Spear. Yes, Chuck is indeed uh, a geek. Uh, I, th- I think Chuck gave me... Was it Chuck. Uh, I've been corresponding with Chuck for a long time. Someone gave me... A HD radio way, way back in the day. Remember when that was going to be a thing? HD radio? (laughs) Yeah, whatever happened to that. Okay. And then this one comes from Jay Bendlin, who is, I want to say he's a military medic. So he's a badass who has been to war. Okay. And I totally get it. We are so soft, all of us, that anyone who has served this country, been to war, this shit they're watching now this ain't nothing. Here's what Jay says. It's a bit long but I'll walk you through it. Steve, I can't help but feel your panic. And I feel compelled to help because I consider you part of my consider you my friend, which may be odd as we've only met briefly a few times, but you're a part of my life almost every day. Pull your head out of Twitter, get off the internet. Take a deep breath, and let's take a quick look at a slice of daily American life. 3,300 die in car accidents every day. 2,150 from heart attacks every day. 360 from stroke every day. 130 from heroin overdose every day. Six, hell, six from alcohol overdose every day in America. Is coronavirus something to be concerned about and should we be informed and take precautions? Yes, most definitely. Should you and I worry about our elderly parents? Absolutely. But is coronavirus 19 something to take up 75% of your life or 30 minutes of a 40-minute podcast? Should it be something that causes people to get in fights over toilet paper at Walmart? Is it killing 3,300 people in a day like car accidents or 2,150 like heart attacks worldwide, much less in the country? No, not now. But it may soon. See, that's my worry. Okay, calm the fuck down, man. I've spent over 15 years in the military and 40-plus months deployed, so it's given me some perspective on adversity, importance, and relevance. So let's ask ourselves a few questions. Have you eaten three meals a day the last few days, and do you have viable food sources for you and your family for the foreseeable future? Answer, yes, I do. Ding. Hold on. i got to unplug... I should have done this. I'm so sorry. I, I, I'll, I'll make this podcast better next time. I promise. Ding. Hey, sorry, I said ding, damn it. There we go. Next checklist. Uh, do you have access to some of the best medical, medical care in the world has to offer for you and your family should any of them fall sick or contract the coronavirus? Yes, but that's what I think people are freaking out about. You know, Nana gets it. She starts going south, and next thing you know, she's in line for one of the tents outside a hospital. That's what people are freaking out about. Not me, though. I stay calm. Uh, do you have a clean, secure drinking water source for you and your family? Yes, we are on well water. It's very nice. Delicious. I hate water, though. It tears my sister up. Do you have access to some... Okay, do you have a nice house with working plumbing, electricity, cable, direct TV, Netflix, and is your house not under threat from anyone nefarious? At this time, yes. Do you have a job, money in the bank, and can likely support your family for the next three to six months and see things through this turbulent time? Yes. Plus, if it gets bad enough, I'll just stop, you know, me and everyone else will start, we'll stop paying people like the mortgage companies and say, all right, go ahead, ding my credit. What are you, you going to do? I ain't got the money. But right now, that's not a problem. And are you warm? Did you get five to seven hours of sleep in the last 24 hours? And is anyone currently shooting at you? No, none of that. They're not shooting at me. And yes, I got five to seven hours of sleep. If you can answer yes to all these questions, then what the fuck are you freaking the fuck out about? Soldier! The situation just isn't that bad. Much of the world cannot answer yes to most of those questions, and they haven't been able to ever answer yes to those questions. Yes, most media outlets are sensationalizing this shit out of this outbreak to the moon. And Steve, my friend, you are buying into it hook, line, and sinker. Sure, New York State has some 100 hospitalized cases. New York all, State also has a shit ton of hospital beds. Are the overall numbers scary? Sure, but compared to what exactly? I'll dare quote the great Bud Sealig here, quote, nothing is good or bad except by comparison. Well, I think this feels so bad because by comparison, we're lives, our lives were so great. Things were rolling so smoothly. Everything was so wonderful and now they've gone to shit. So yeah, it's bad, but that's okay. This is a good lesson. Good lesson and don't underappreciate when things are good. Overall, this situation, while demanding our attention and our prudence, really ain't worth one one one-hundredth of the pure fear most Americans are expressing right now. It's just that most apparently have never endured any true adversity, and this little bit has gotten them really scurred. Let's quote one A.A. Ron Rogers, R-E-L-A-X, wash your hands, hug your kids, Skype uh, or Skype from across the house, and people quit buying all the damn toilet paper. It's ridiculous. Steve, I need you to snap out of this panic. You are my go-to for lighthearted reality. Yes, I love your insights on things like this, and you have your work cut out for yourself over the next eight weeks or more, but drop this worry off your shoulders. Get that spring back in your step and put down the damn phone and at least delete Twitter off your phone again, please. Your faithful 1% podcast listener, Jay Bendlin. Jay, thank you. That's exactly what I needed right now. It's true. If we lose half a million people over this over the next year, it's horrible. But guess what? In the big scheme of things, we're going to wake work our way through it. It's the bottom line. Okay? I'm going to go about doing what I do, upbeat, hug my family, pray to God, do all the things I need to do to be smart and sensible, and uh, not invest in a lot of worries about things that haven't happened yet and will almost most certainly not happen. The wildest things. And I know it's easy now because things are snowballing, but... That's what I'm going to do. And I'll be more positive here on the Zapecast. All right, let's see what Andy Pollan's up to tonight on a Monday Hello. night. The NFL stays in business even during the worst pandemic of our lives. What do you make of that, Andy?
1: Trains are running on time, aren't they? Huh. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's a bad look? I mean, the poll question, at least unscientific as it is, of people that follow me on Twitter, overwhelmingly said they were happy that they're proceeding ahead with this because why not? At least it's a bit of a distraction.
1: Yeah, and remember this. I mean, it's the players who wanted this. The owners actually didn't want this to happen. And uh, the players said, no, we we want to move ahead with this so um you know things are happening quickly and uh it is it is something else to talk about besides like what are we going to talk about now that we don't have any sports
0: exactly exactly i mean this is only this is only day five of an expected 60-day sentence which could be longer
1: yeah i mean the feeling i had today was this was like an extended snowstorm like we got hit and we were getting stir crazy sitting inside and then i said well this is only the beginning uh this could be a while and we're gonna have to adjust to this yeah. being a way of life like i watched like five movies this weekend i don't think i'm gonna spend every weekend watching five movies unless
0: <laughs> right. unless
1: i have to stay inside and do that
0: well we're all gonna have to get some new hobbies that's for yeah. sure mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. it's uh it's just interesting because This is such an experiment in social science. The fact that there was a massive crowd at Disneyland on Sunday night after the world started going to shit and people were like, you better stay away from crowds, stay away from crowds. And they're like, fuck it. I'm at Disneyland. I'm going to go and I'm going to crowd around today on the beaches of Florida. There was helicopter shots of crowded beaches Right in Nashville. You got bar owners (laughs) saying, we're not closing. You can't make us
1: right. Well, how about the guy who runs the Hawk and Dove in D.C.? said, I don't care what your regulations are. I'm not listening. And so the mayor followed Larry Hogan's lead today and said, fine, we're shutting everything down. We're serious about this.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. My only hope is that, and people have been chiding me, Andy, about they need me to be more upbeat. They need me to be more, you know, they come to me for like, come on now, let's go. We'll get through this. And it's hard yeah. when you do have genuine, you know, fears like everybody does. I have realized in myself, though, is that I have a vivid imagination and I am able to catastrophize just about anything.
1: Yeah, that's a good But you, you've been kind of the Pied Piper of everything that's been shut down. I mean, you know, Vegas trips. Uh, You can't even play golf anymore, I guess, right?
0: Fuck that. You You can. I mean, I don't know why you shouldn't, but everyone's in the cancel mania mood. And so I believe in Philadelphia, they canceled golf or they closed golf courses. That's just so ridiculous. The one thing that I really appreciate now is just how much we gather and how much we travel as a nation, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, 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 the last time we had a catastrophe, how did we get out of it? gather they said go go to go to restaurants go to ball ball games you know get together as groups now it keeps shrinking the other day after was 9 11, yeah <laughs> right yeah, now, now it, no, it was like a, it was
0: it was five thousand, then a thousand then 500 then 250 and now 10 10 yeah will no. it go even lower
1: well you know i mean we, we have passover coming up my, my oh. sister has like 30 people at her house every year i mean what are we gonna do I don't
0: know. You know, it's hard to predict these things, obviously. And obviously, they, they, they nobody predicted it being this bad. And I chronicled yesterday, it's on both sides of the aisle, okay? Yeah. Trump made a lot of comments he's going to pay dearly for uh, politically, and that's the way it should be. But, hell, Cuomo on Friday was saying, keep going to the bars and restaurants. Today, yeah. he said, yeah, we're going to get overrun. The hospitals won't be able to handle it. That's three right. days so nobody was able to predict this or or at least there' was some a few but for the most part either they didn't want to tell the public or they couldn't predict it. I'm hoping I'm hoping Andy that they can be wrong on both ends of it. I
1: I don't know I mean look look the smart people right at the beginning Harvard Ivy League boom shut down. what are you doing? What do you mean you're shutting it down No we talked to the experts. We're shutting it down. No tournament. And wasn't long before well, everybody you said, else had to follow. Right?
0: Well, you said that's early. That was a week ago.
1: Yeah. Well, but that, they got on it early. They they were ahead of it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll try to stay upbeat in the midst of this because uh, I have faith in America and the American people, our ability to come together, Andy.
1: <laughs> well, but this is our faith in our ability to stay apart.
0: Well, that's true. Aren't you? Right, not our ability to come together, but to stay apart. We're sure. we're going to create a nation of loners. Right. Is it hard for you to stay apart from people?
1: Well, no. I mean, this you know, this has been not tough on me because, as you know, I have a pretty simple lifestyle. But uh, the gym has been a big part of my routine. And they closed it, and, and they're closing it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm going to try and figure out what I'm going to. I don't really like to work out at home.
0: Do you have a, uh, a bike at home or something? You do well, jumping I, I jacks, mean, I, calisthenics,
1: yeah, P90X? I mean,
0: I, I'll email you the P90X files. You can do that. You
1: know, I, I've got a couple of things. I've got the big ball and I got a mat and a few weights and things like that. But again, I don't like to work out at home. I like the process yeah, of going, going to the gym, right. doing what you need to do, and then leave it and you leave it behind. And I can't do that now. Uh, I do have a bicycle, which I like to ride, but you got to wait for weather for that. And uh, it's it's going to be in a
0: bund- Bundle up, you pussy! I don't
1: like no. I don't like I don't like cold weather. I, I can feel hot. Hot. I don't <laughs>
0: gloves, like hat, yeah, scarf. Come I've on, got
1: man! The mask. I bought that stuff, but that's, <laughs> but you still that's, don't like it. That's not pleasurable for me.
0: No. <laughs> By the way, speaking of bikes. I actually tried. I went to. I went to it last. the The last normal meal on Saturday for a long time. My wife and I went out for lunch, mm-hmm. and we were down at the uh, Leesburg Cobb Theater Shopping Complex, and there is a big bicycle store called Spokes. Yeah, I've I don't know if there's it. one of those over in Maryland. Or yeah,
1: they're, they're franchised. Yeah, okay. they're
0: around. Yeah. I mean, their bikes must be making a comeback because this was a mega store that was packed on a Saturday. And they have yeah. all these bikes, including some that are insanely expensive.
1: Oh yeah, you can you can go to all level. I mean, you can easily spend five or six thousand dollars, but you can get a good bike for well under a thousand. If sure, you know, it depends on how much you want to ride. But uh, performance bike, which was a huge chain, they went out of business about six eight months ago. So this may be picking up some of the, you know, people who are going there.
0: Well, the bike that I uh, tried out because the guy let me take a test drive is an e-bike, Andy. What's that? It's got a battery in the frame and it's got three different levels of boost so that when you start pedaling, it starts boosting you. Stop pedaling. Yeah, of course it's cheating. That's not not biking. (laughs) That's cheating. But that's that's for people that want to use their bike to commute to work.
1: Oh, yeah, but I would think that with your commute, that would be impossible. Well, of course,
0: but for most (laughs) people, this is not a bike for me. I just tried it because I wanted to try it, and he said, yeah, you want to do it? My wife was over at the uh, makeup store checking things out, so yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well,
0: it's, 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 it's
1: great low impact. I mean, you got to be careful. I did have an accident a while ago, but other than that, it's, if you wear a helmet, it's, it's a pretty uh, yeah. safe, fun thing to do.
0: All right, so uh, what do you make of all the NFL moves? People are fucking roasting my doppelganger, Bill O'Brien, for basically <laughs> giving away DeAndre Hopkins, a top five wideout in the league, in his prime and taking back a broken-down, overpriced bum in David Johnson in the deal, and not even getting a first-rounder as part of it.
1: You know, we, we once had a very inexperienced sales guy some years ago, and uh, <laughs> the name may not mean anything to Excuse me.
0: No, no, no. No one? I don't, okay. I don't even
1: remember his name, but oh. but the, there was a woman who was quite headstrong, who was sort of in charge of him, named Ann Tier. And uh, and Ann Tier was a, it was a tough woman. May she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And, and this particular fellow uh, sold a couple of spots and somehow like threw in some redskin spots as bonus. Now in our business,
0: you don't give those away.
1: Our gold, yeah. Even when so, the team's
0: shitty, those are premium items. You don't throw yeah. them in as a no. By the way.
1: So even even if you trade a top flight receiver for really good running back. You're trading it for a running back, which are a dime a dozen these days. They, they're they not, you know, unless you got Saquon Barkley, they're not hard to find. So this was <laughs> crazy. I mean, that's all he could get for DeAndre Hopkins?
0: I, it widely, d- just completely eviscerated by all NFL pundits, and people were just agog at the deal. What do you make of the Brady sweepstakes apparently drying up?
1: Yeah, I mean, Tampa seems like the best option now. Um, and, and, and Tampa kind of smells of Johnny Unitas in San Diego. I mean, look, you got a, a quarterback guru there in Bruce Arians. That's, that's helpful. And they do have good wide receivers, but it's Tampa. It's, I know, you know,
0: it's, know. It, it, to me, it would be like a, uh, a classically trained Broadway star finishing out with a year at Branson, Missouri in the yeah. Ozarks. You're like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, right. right. Like come right. on, man. You used yeah, to be the yeah. biggest name in the industry. You should have just gone ahead and and quit. Retired. <laughs> yeah. Could have gone out on top. I mean, the the game against the Falcons, the comeback, two years ago in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Or hell, no, not that was three years ago. Two years ago, the win against the Rams, that should have been the holy shit, when am I when am I ever gonna get to retire off of two Super Bowls?
1: Yeah, but I guess that's not important to him, um, you know, and, and look at the way the other Bronco quarterbacks went out. Peyton Manning had no arm left. Uh, somehow he got to win the Super Bowl. When Elway won his last one, he really wasn't, you know, he was the MVP of that game, but he wasn't Elway of the, you know, uh, 10 years earlier. So it just, it just doesn't always happen that way. I mean, who's, who's the last guy who was really at the top of his game and left you know maybe jim brown barry sanders but they didn't win the year they left no it's just that way
0: it's just interesting you know nfl players uh they they get addicted to the routine to the status to the camaraderie that just being part of the game they love it so much that if they're playing well it's hard for them to walk away thinking i've got more left uh, thinking that i've got more left in the tank why am i walking away
1: and Brady Brady still has that that six round chip on his shoulder. Do you see what he named his production yeah, company? One ninety nine
0: Productions. Yeah, because he was so drafted that, at one ninety nine.
1: So he's managed to, even with the six Super Bowl rings and all the MVPs and uh, a ticket to the Hall of Fame. he's still managed to maintain this edge, and he wants to prove. I, I, maybe he wants to prove to Belichick he can win without him. That that may be part of this too.
0: I know. And what do you think Belichick is thinking? I can't wait to show I can win without him.
1: Oh, I, I think Belichick has wanted to get rid of him for a couple of years. Yeah. I, I think that I think behind the scenes he is cheering wildly. He knows he's <laughs> got craft who he's got to deal with. But <laughs> but I think he's been ready to move on from him. I, maybe even before they won the last Super Bowl. I mean, he that's what he's always done. Trade a guy a year too early. Do you see this? It was I forget where I read it. I, I might have been on the Ringer. But they did a breakdown of of how Belichick, when he won his Super Bowls, how much under budget he was at each position. Oh, really? And, yeah, and in in some cases, like wide receivers, like eighty three percent below the average of the playoff teams. With Brady, he was he was over. But one of the years he was over was was the year that they had Bledsoe, mm-hmm. and they were just dragging him along. And you know, won the first one with Brady. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's the way he operates. You know, don't 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 hang on to these guys too long. Get get rid of them while you can.
0: Redskins let Eric Flowers leave as a free agent left guard. He had been a tackle with the Giants, completely flamed out, and signs a really nice two year deal for thirteen million dollars. That's yeah. a hell of a story because I thought that was akin to putting a folding chair out there is gonna be a complete disaster. On a one-year deal, he resurrects his career and leaves. Now, could you spin that as a, hey, credit the Redskins pro personnel department, they found a guy, coached him up, and they got productive use out of him? Or do you turn around and say, you won three games, and now he's gone? What kind of uh, win is that?
1: But but do you, do you think do you think that if you re-signed him for that kind of money, that's the kind of money it was going to take to keep him? No. that he would have he would have been at that high level. From what the the reports were of, like minicamp, when Trent Williams was holding out and they were having him play left tackle, oh my god, no. know, it, was, it, was, it was horrible.
0: And now and, what? And now what about the Trent thing? I mean Trent's value is apparently nothing. The fact that teams balked at a single second round pick for him to me is amazing.
1: Yeah, well that that's that's another scenario I read that that he would go to the Chargers and that would help to lure Brady there somehow. Uh that you know you got a tackle who's not going to play that much longer and you know how many years is Brady going to play? Two maybe. So I don't know. That's part of it. But I I I also think teams are looking at the way he handled things and are saying, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he may still be a good talent, but even if whatever a bad guy Bruce Allen was, there were better ways to do that. And I'm not sure we want him coming in here and the first time he has a problem, he kicks up a fuss like he did in Washington.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stefan Diggs, tweet, first of all, our old friend Kirk Cousins, two more years of money. <laughs> Some $61 million guaranteed could be $90 million if they if he doesn't suck after the third extra year of this deal. I, for one, Andy, love it and respect it so much because he's not that good. He is overpaid, but I love the fact that a guy who is an overachiever has played this so perfectly.
1: He is the Aussie and uh, whatever his brother's name, Silna, of of the NFL, the two guys who own oh their, the the rights
0: <laughs> to the ABA TV rights, yeah, the TV rights <laughs> yeah. they,
1: they they got like one eighth of of one percent or something some years ago. And they said, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> and by the time they were bought, Silna,
0: Silna, so, Ozzie and Daniel Silna, yeah,
1: yeah, they yeah, were the, the co
0: owners of the ABA Spirits of St Louis, right. And when the ABA NBA merger. Happened in 1974, they said we'll take a cut of your future TV revenue forever. Right, and they said, "Okay, fine." (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) right. And they were they were pulling down like 100 million dollars a year for nothing. They were just right. Check right, and 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 finally, NBA says, "What's it going to take to buy you out?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, Uh, January 2014, (laughs) conditional settlement. Uh, between the NBA and the former ABA clubs, and Silness was announced. Uh, they reportedly got five hundred million dollars up front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. but get this: the Silness then the Silness brothers lost the money they had invested with Bernie Madoff. Oh. With the vic- oh. with the trustee for the victims of the scheme alleging that Sylund and his associates had received twenty four million in unearned income from Madoff, so they were tangled up in that as well. Uh, I remember when George Foreman had a percentage cut of his famous George Foreman grill, right? And eventually, uh, Salton Industries, which made the stupid thing, had to buy him out because right. they were like, "Ouch, ouch, ouch! Like, we can't take it anymore. Just here, take a lump sum and go away."
1: Right. And that's, that's what Kirk's doing. I mean, he he he's going to surpass Eli Manning. And Eli Manning, there's some debate whether he'll be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, unless Kirk has a great finishing kick, he's not getting close to Ken No. But he's going to walk no. away with all the cash.
0: But And the reason that he was able to do it is intense focus, discipline, and just grinding away.
1: Yeah. Because he's
0: just not that talented. But he's also, played it right. I totally respect it.
1: Also I think that it's it's the lack of greed that has caused this. Like he's he's been working house money. He's not going for the short money. He's saying, "Okay, I'll I'll show you." You know, he waited it out for a while. Like he he could have made well, a lot more money for a while.
0: The thing is, you know, he came into the league driving a beat-up white minivan, right? Yeah. And living in a condo. So he already was like, "Look, I've already hit the lottery in life." I'm not worried about, you know. Oh, I got to get the guaranteed money now. That allowed him to just say no to the Redskins on all their shitty sub market deals.
1: Right, right, yeah. I mean, he they had a deal on the table which was reasonable, and typical Bruce Allen said, "No, no, 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 no. we're not going to do it that way." And so you know, he said, "Fine, okay, you, you play it your way, I'll play it mine." And you uh,
0: great for him. You mentioned that name. Haven't heard from Bruce since he disappeared, have we?
1: No, and he said the day before he was fired, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And as far as I know, nobody's gotten him on the record.
0: Nobody. And you know there's a lot of our guys that cover this team that are just quietly behind the scenes pinging them. You ready yet? You ready yet? You ready yet? Someone's going to get that first interview. Not a quote, not a print story, not a sit-down, nothing on TV, no radio show, nothing, Andy.
1: Yeah, but do you think that anybody had a relationship with him? Like is, is the yeah. did he
0: have a guy yeah. who do you, who do you think it was? Uh,
1: JP Finley. You think Easily. so? I, okay. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, uh, uh d- would you like the Redskins to get Stefan Diggs who, when he heard about the Kirk cousins <laughs> contract extension said time for a new chapter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want him. I, to me, he's too much of a fucking hothead and he's too emotional and with a young quarterback in Haskins, we don't need to add that drama to the mix. And I like our wide receivers. I love Terry McLaurin. I think yep. Steven Sims Jr. is awesome. And Cam Sims and uh, Trey Quinn are good, serviceable guys. We need tight ends is what we need.
1: Not only that, can, can you think of a wide receiver who switched teams, who made an instant impact?
0: Almost Never.
1: Yeah, because usually they're they're too old. Like when Jerry Rice went to a Super Bowl with the Raiders after all the success in San Francisco. But he's Jerry Rice. And, sure. And, you know, uh, but other than that, most of the time what you get is a guy who's like the number two guy on one team. And some team says, "Ooh, he can be our number one. No, he can't. He's a number two for a reason. Like the classic case is Alvin Harper, who's playing next to Michael Irvin. And Alvin Harper gets big money to go to Tampa because he's coming from the Cowboys. But all the attention was on Michael Irvin. Now he's the main guy, and he doesn't yeah. produce. That's the way it goes.
0: All right, 17 games, and then one more thing, and then we're done today. 17-game schedule. How do you feel about it?
1: Uh, it's, it was inevitable. And I think in some ways this is good in that with the 10-year deal, it means we won't get to 18 until 2031. So this is okay and like everything else we'll get used to it. I mean, yeah, I think it's too many, but I don't think that it was worth, you know, a labor stoppage or anything else. The owners wanted it. And when the owners said they were going to wanted it, they said they wanted it, they were going to get it and they did.
0: But they should the players should have made them fight for it.
1: Nah, nah, you can't not not this You can't. Group,
0: no. This no, group not, can't th- stop it, huh?
1: Not football. No, the remember what happened last time when they were out for like three months. The yeah. Guys were taking on loans payday 20%. loans of twenty
0: six and a half percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is this is as Lavero says, a, a motorcycle, motorcycle gang. It's exactly what they okay. are. Yeah.
0: By the way, next week I want to do uh, all time motorcycle gang sports teams. The criteria no. is you had to win a championship. I'm thinking Broad Street Bullies in hockey. I'm thinking yeah. Bad Boys Pistons in the NBA. I'm thinking the uh, John Matusak Raiders. Oh yeah, in the NFL. Uh, I'm thinking the Oakland A's, maybe. Oh yeah, in baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of a yeah. gang of eccentrics, a bit of a motorcycle gang. They certainly had the hairstyles and mustaches to go as a motorcycle gang, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and they were all of, of that was pre-free agency, so they were all making buckus with Charlie Finley, and 300 bucks to grow a mustache for him was was considered a big perk. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be a good
0: one. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Other motorcycle gang teams of all time uh, in sports history. Just wild-ass teams that were also winning teams or at least won a championship. Okay, uh, let's see. Final question for you is, did you see that uh, Donovan Mitchell is still kind of pissed at Rudy Gobert over the whole coronavirus thing? Wouldn't you be? Uh, Yes, I would be.
1: Yeah, like you know, hey, dude, stop touching my stuff! Oh, what's the big
0: deal? Oh, come Shit, on! Oh, <laughs> we are going to get the cooties here! Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would, I would sue him for a lot of money. I mean, you really? know, really, he, he's got it, but yeah, I don't he, think
0: he's gonna win much in that.
1: Well, I don't know. He was because he can
0: He can't because you can't prove that he actually was the one that gave it to him.
1: Well, he got it, and you ah. have video of him touching everybody's microphones. That's that's so, not going
0: to hold up in court.
1: Well, I don't know how that works, but I would say to the judge, look, I mean, this is the way he conducted himself, and I told him to stop touching my stuff, but he wouldn't <laughs> do it. You know, this in every business, we've seen it in our you know bullpens, and, and you've seen it in the locker rooms. There's always a guy like that. Yeah. So, hey, enough, <laughs> and he doesn't know when to stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, lastly, did you see, first of all, have you stayed away from the stores? Are you well stocked up you and Arlene?
1: Yeah. Well, actually she, she had to go to both uh, Safeway and giant today to find things. And, and it's, it's not, it's not easy. I mean, it's just two of us now with the kids out, so we're not buying that much stuff. But we have certain things, you know, that we buy, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I think things will settle out in a week or so. People will soon be stocked up. Well, because everyone's
0: overstocked now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's been crazy. Yeah, and and just a few things that you need here and there. It's not not
0: easy to find. So here is the here's the video. I don't know if you saw this. I'm going to play the audio. Some guy at six a.m. outside a supermarket decided it was a good time to yell at this Asian TV reporter and blame the media for the hype. <laughs> and the panic. You want to take a listen? Trucks are coming and going. Okay, now there's somebody who is being number We'll talk to you guys a little bit later.
1: It's your fault that people are freaking out here.
0: You all are the ones that are at fault. This is, uh, this is no the one worse here than at the
1: flu. <laughs> I'm reacting to other people,
0: bro. Don't have- <laughs> They're like, but you're the one here at 6 a.m. Well, I'm yeah. reacting to other people.
1: <coughs> right. Bye-bye. So... His point is that if the media hadn't said the stores were crowded, nobody would know that the stores were crowded or he, he wouldn't have crowds. He believes
0: uh, the good. media has whipped this up into too much of a panic.
1: Well, I, I, uh, I heard on the media that, uh, there was a blood shortage and on Saturday morning I donated blood at the red cross. So oh, very sometimes good. the media, yeah, the media is good.
0: Okay. Very good. All right. Anything else you want to add Andrew before we're out of here today?
1: No, it's it's always good, uh, talking to you and, to keep
0: uh, normal you know, routines as much as possible during yeah, this, uh, time of disruption to keep yeah, everyone I, sane, you know, thank God we get to still do radio shows.
1: Yeah, I mean that's 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 the one outlet you have now. There aren't as many people in cars. Uh so that's one thing, but things like this podcast, I mean, again, I watched 5 movies this weekend. I have got to find other forms of entertainment. There's got to be other things.
0: These podcasts, my podcast has been up since Good. this thing broke out. So obviously people are downloading and they're and they're stocking up on podcasts to kill the time as well. So Why not? We'll get through it all right, Andy. Thank you, brother. All right, would take there care. There you go. Uh, There is so much funny coronavirus-related content out there. People are very creative with their memes and jokes and videos. Somebody uh, put a picture up of, finally, CVS receipts have come in handy, and they rolled one of those long-ass receipts on a toilet paper roll and started unfurling it. (laughs) I uh, I said we're going to do a show topic on one of the shows of, if you were to run out of toilet paper... What's your plan? In other words, what do you go to first? Do you go find a washcloth and put it under hot water and start calling to Mr. Stinky and hand cleaning it? Do you start cutting up old t-shirts that you've been meaning to give away or donate and use those instead? Do you use, um, you know, uh, other soft paper? I don't know what you would use. Dirty golf (laughs) towels. I know you're saying, disgusting. What are you talking about with this? Please already anyhow hang in there people we'll get through this one day at a time one podcast at a time thanks for listening to the zabe cast have a great tuesday and we will see you tomorrow Dot com.